Welcome to the Google Teacher Tribe podcast, your source for the latest news on Google for education, tips, tricks, and teaching ideas you can use in class tomorrow. And here are your hosts, Matt Miller from DitchThatTextbook.com and Casey Bell from ShakeUpLearning.com. tribe casey and i have a confession for you to start off this episode (laughs) and that confession is that we have one part of the show that we struggle with the most and it's not the google news segment (laughs) it is it is you're right it's not the google news and updates it's not the featured content it's not the questions from the listeners even though you guys do stump us sometimes and it's definitely not the blog part at the end it's not even the closing it's this part it's this this is the hardest part (laughs) It is every single time. Now we have no problem having a conversation and we will talk and catch up every time before we start recording. And then we're like, hey, what are we going to bant about? Because that's what we call it now. (laughs) Our banter as uh, as suggested by our wonderful producer, Chris Nessie. He's like, y'all need to add some banter when we first Uh started. And so we're like, I don't know. What are we going to bant about? So so we're banting about banting today. (laughs) We hope you enjoy it. But really, I mean, it's just we don't want to waste your time. We want you to get something great out of this. So we don't like to spend a lot of time, but we also know that that's sort of getting to know us as well and making um, fun of ourselves, I think a little bit too uh, throughout this process. But yes, you should know that we struggle with the banter. (laughs) And actually, if you guys have any suggestions for what we could bant about, (laughs) we would really, really, really love to hear that. So feel free to leave us a comment at googleteachertribe.com or tweet to the GT tribe hashtag and please, 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 please help us out because we are totally struggling. Fact, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe we could do like a, a question. Like you guys submit some questions that we can bant about before the show starts. Yeah, we've got like this open suggestion box now. What what there should Matt go. and Casey bant about? What do you want us to talk yes. about? What do you want to know? Inquiring <laughs> yeah, right. mind. No. So you know what else I think they probably want to know about? <laughs> I bet what they want to know what, we're gonna, about, yeah. what this show is going to be about. Yeah, exactly. So, Casey, what is this show going to be about? So, inside today's episode, episode number 33, we have a very special interview with Jake Miller. Uh, you may be familiar with some of his awesome GIFs that he's been sharing and great uh, Google for Education tips. So, so we wanted to talk to Jake and, and see what he has to share today. We also, of course, have some fabulous Google news and updates. And, of course, we have our mailbag. We have feedback from our listeners. That's you. And, of course, we have a few things to share from our blogs as well. So you ready to get started, Matt? I am ready. Let's do it. Okay, Tribe. So we do have some Google News and updates that we we wanted to share today. One of them, which could have been easily overlooked, I don't think they really promoted this a lot, but this is from Google for Education. And you may have caught this in their Twitter feed because that's where I noticed it. But they are doing something called Explore EDU across the U.S. So these are events that they are putting on about the future of education. And so let me tell you, if they were coming near me, I would be attending because it looks pretty awesome. They have on their site a sample agenda of some of the things that they're talking about, including, um, you know, Google for education. But, you know, what what are our technology 
barriers, uh, classroom visits, transition to um, to using those types of things. And anyway, it just looks pretty awesome. So there's a list of the events right now. There are a couple still in December, right? It looks like they're in the Midwest and the Northeast mostly up until February. So um, if you're interested, take a look at that. The link is, of course, in our show notes at googleteachertribe.com slash 33. Yeah, this is this is pretty cool. It's always good to see kind of like what other people are doing and, you know, some some practical applications of of Google. So I think that's that's really good stuff. All right, we got another update to Google Sites recently, and you've probably heard us gripe about how the new Google Sites still doesn't do exactly what the old one does. But as we keep being promised, that's supposed to improve little by little over time, and here's another improvement. So I got a, my first heads up on this from Micah Carlin Goldberg out on Twitter through the GT Tribe hashtag. So thank you, Micah, for giving me the heads up. This was the When he shared it, that was the first time I had seen it. In Google Sites, you can now create a footer for your entire Google site. So it just gives you that place down at the bottom of the page where you can put some text. You could put a disclaimer, you could put copyright, but you can also put links down there too. So if you want some links that stay down at the bottom or some text that stay down at the bottom, no matter what page you're on, now you can create a footer that does that inside of Google sites. So it's really easy to find. All you do is just scroll to the bottom of your page and then you click the add footer button. It kind of appears down there at the bottom and then you can just type in whatever you want and you can add links to the text if you want to and format it and all that good stuff. So it's that, that's a small, but I think very nice. Yeah, feature. that's definitely nice. Makes it more professional. And of course, you know, we're, right. we're dying for some, some of these, these updates to happen to Google sites. So still crossing my fingers at some of the other ones that we've been asking for. So I will take what we can get. So Excited to now have that option. Another update that I wanted to share, especially since Matt and I have been a little AI obsessed as of late <laughs> with our, our little Alexa versus the Google Assistant episode that we had. But uh, Google back in May announced some artificial intelligence projects. And one of those was um, what they call an AIY kit uh, in terms of artificial intelligence yourself kit. Uh, is in the first ones were actually something to to create that were voice activated, the voice triggers. Now they have introduced the AIY vision kit, so it actually has a camera and it's triggered by whatever the camera picks up. And so this looks really awesome. So for all of you little makers out there, you're going to love this. So check it out. Um, they're basically uh, just cameras housed in a simple cardboard box. You will have to supply your own Raspberry Pi um, with this to actually pull it together. But otherwise, the kit includes everything you need from lenses, wires, and the Vision Bonnet board, which is an Intel board that will connect to that Raspberry Pi, and then uh, allow you to actually begin to use... Um, Things like TensorFlow, um, that was a company that, that Google acquired not too long ago, and so they're now they're now building this into this kit. And so, you know, we're really beginning to shift from just having these simple AI voice commanded things to being able to do things in front of a camera that can trigger actions and automate and things like that. But also, I love the fact that this is now putting the creation in the hands. Of, of the people and better yet, the students, right? To get 
AI in the hands of our students. I would love to see this in a space and see what students could create. And they're actually very cheap. Um, they're, they're going to be available in early December. And for uh, $44.99 and the voice kits are available for $24.99. So it's a very affordable way to really um, play with some AI. Yeah. And this, this just makes me think of all of the kids who hadn't gotten into the whole coding thing, hadn't got into, you know, in this case, artificial intelligence, because we're just not sure how to do it. We just can't get our hands on it. We can't wrap our brains around it. And there's that barrier well, this brings the barrier way down. So if you want to get this in the hands of your own students, of your own children, if you're a parent or, I mean, just any grandkids or whatever, I mean, this, by by putting it at this price point, that makes it, I mean, it's it's definitely something that, that people can get their hands on. And I'm thinking this could even make a cool Christmas gift. Even if you can't get it delivered by Christmas, if you order it and say, hey, it's coming, you know, put that little note inside of a, a box. That I'm could thinking be it's too. a Christmas gift to myself. I'm thinking I need to, I need to play with this. Oh. This looks fun. <laughs> there you go. I'll get one and you get one and we'll give it to each other. How about that? Then we'll be forced yeah. to ha- have some sort of video. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, probably. Probably. So, and as we're wrapping this up real quick, we want to thank all of you that have left us a rating and review on iTunes or wherever it is that you get podcasts. We had one recently from someone whose username is B Salzy. And this person says, every week I'm inspired and I'm able to share new Google knowledge and activities with my teachers and students. Thank you, Casey and Matt. You keep this 38-year classroom veteran. I love that. Excited with fresh ideas weekly, a must listen. So thank you, B. Salzy, for your review. And of course, if you would be willing to do a rating and or review for us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Yes, thank you. Thank you for your reviews and everything that you guys bring to the tribe because this this is all about sharing and and we appreciate it so much. So so thank you for those of you who have left the reviews and who are listening today. Tribe, we have a great guest for you today and I have to say that I didn't know about this guy even though his last name is Miller and we may be like brothers or cousins separated at birth, I did not know about him until he started showing up in my Twitter feed and creating these an- amazing animated GIFs of different things that you could do with Google tools. And um, they just totally caught my eye. And I thought, I need to, we need to introduce him to the tribe. So we have for you, Jake Miller today. Jake, thanks so much for being on the show. And can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Yeah, great. It's great to be on. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's it's cool. You guys are normally with me on my carpool and helping me mow the lawn and walk the dog. And now I get to talk back to you. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I love the show and I, I've learned so much from on it. But I, I am a, a tech integration specialist or a tech coach at Brady Middle School in Orange City School District here in Ohio, uh, OH. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a real blessing to work uh, at, in, in Orange and at Brady, you know. Um, it, it's a, it's, I'm fortunate to work with a, a team of tech integration specialists and tech coaches and a tech coordinator and coordinator and technicians and admins and educators that all share a, a common goal. And so that's, that's where I'm at and where I, where I work, where I'm coming from, you know, it, great things happening there for students. 
Uh, and then some of the other stuff I do, you know, that we'll get to is, is the stuff I do online and on, on Twitter, you know, in, in my, my nighttime moonlighting gig, you know, of, of tweeting and stuff. Okay, Jake. So tell us what it's like to be a tech coach at Brady. What 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 kind of things are you working on today? You know, it's 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 really rad to to work as a technology coach or a technology generation specialist because you know it could be overwhelming and it could be stressful. But but in those overwhelming moments, I can kind of step back from everything that's happening and just think about all of the awesome stuff that's happening in the building that I'm a part of the team that made it happen. You know, whether it's a teacher down the hallway that's using a tech tool that I taught them to use or a kid making a great project on a Chromebook and, and I helped prepare the Chromebooks, you know, for, for our one-to-one Chromebooks to roll out or a uh, kid's making something great in our fab lab. And I, I helped with, with setting up the fab lab and I, I'm just part of a team that's doing all these awesome things. So it's just are really cool to be a part of an educational team like that. Yeah, absolutely. I can, I can imagine now, um, Going back to what I what I started with here at the beginning, obviously the thing that that totally caught my eye and had me geeking out was the animated gifs. And I warned Jake that Casey and I may be warring back and forth with how you pronounce that word. Um, GIF. Thankfully, I'm I'm glad to know that it is an acronym. Is, <laughs> on, it's not a word. It is an, it's acronym. an acronym. Okay, okay, <laughs> fine. The English teacher's correcting me, which means you can. Pr- no, I'm just saying you can pronounce it however you want. There's no need to argue. Okay, we may have to agree to disagree on that. Anyway, so um, so the you know the the sort of like geek inside of me is going. I know a couple of different ways to do this, but you 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 seem to be kind of like a master at this. So I wondered if you could kind of let us peek behind the curtain and see how do you how do you make these things. You know, well, so so it all started out. Let me give you a little background first, and we'll jump into how we how I, how I make them. Uh, but it all started off. So I, I've been on Twitter for years, and, and originally the goal was to kind of get me the kind of job that I now have in Orange. And then once I got it, I was like, well, now what? And then I, I really wanted to share my ideas about education with with educators and our global education community. You know, outside of the walls of my school. Uh, so about a year ago, I, I said to myself, you know what? I'm really going to make this website and this this Twitter a priority for myself and 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 get involved in getting stuff out there. So I was sitting down every night after I put the kids to bed, or my wife and I put the kids to bed, um, and I'd put on my dress shirt with my pajama pants, sit down at the computer, and I would record a screencast. And every night I'm recording one of these screencasts about a Google tool or something, and I'd post them on my site, and then I'd go back and look at them a week later, and I'm looking at like five views, six views, and two of them are me and one of them is my mom. And so (laughs) here I am making these videos and I'm not, the audience isn't seeing these. And I, I, and the, the purpose of getting that audience is that, that, you know, you want to help students everywhere. That that's the, that's the, the payment that we receive for that kind of stuff that you know, that somewhere else a student is benefiting from what you're doing. Um, so I really wanted that to happen. And so I kind of did a formative assessment just like we would in the classroom. And I, I realized, you know, no matter how good my content is, if I can't get it in front of people, it's not going to spread. And nobody's clicking on the link to my video. Even though my tweets are getting hundreds of impressions, the the links aren't getting clicked on. And what actually uh, did it for me is I was scrolling through Facebook one day and I saw I, f- I found myself watching one of those auto-playing videos in Facebook. I'm learning how to make tater tot casserole in the, one of those videos <laughs> you see on there. I love I've those videos. I to learn to make. Yeah, right. I, I watch them, and I don't even yeah. do our cooking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have no desire to learn how to make it, and I got trapped watching it. And I was like, that's what I need. That that video forced me to watch. I need something because I know my content's good enough, and I know this will help kids. 
I need to force people to watch it. And that's where I said, gifts, that's the way I'll do it mm-hmm. is gifts. Yeah. Um, so I, and I call them an, an edu gif, hashtag edu or edu gif. Um, so I use Camtasia to make them. Uh, and the reason I use Camtasia, which is an amazing tool, I love Camtasia. Can you tell them real quick what but, Camtasia is, just real briefly? So, yeah. So, so Camtasia is a uh, screencasting tool and just regular video editing tool uh, from TechSmith. It's their top of the line model of TechSmith's tools. They've they've got all levels of tools, but uh, you screencast with it. And I normally use it to create videos. And I said, well, I, I I'm, I've become really good at using it. Can I use it to make gifts? And I discovered that yeah, there's an option in Camtasia to make gifts. Um, so that's what I use, but Camtasia has a cost associated with it. Um, it's, it's not cheap on an educator budget. I think it's worth it if you use it. Um, but I know for, for most educator, that's, that's not always the way to go. Um, it's free for Google certified trainers. Yeah. That's true. I was just going to say that. Is it, is it, that's how I got it. I didn't pay any yeah. money. I'm, I'm fortunate to be a Google certified trainer as well. So I have it for free. So screen, as soon as this airs, uh, TechSmith is going to get a bunch of emails from a bunch mm-hmm. of trainers asking for their their Camtasia, right? <laughs> so, so that's what I use, but I, I actually have a, a, a blog post coming out on my site, um, which is jakemiller.net shortly. Uh, probably, hopefully by the time this airs, that's the way to force me to write it is to say it's going to be online when Gotta this airs. Got to do it now. <laughs> uh, about different options that, that people could use. So, so Casey, you had a great post recently about um, primarily Gaiazzo or, or Giazzo. I don't know how they pronounce it. Uh, yes, I, I don't really cool. know how they say it either. I've never heard it pronounced. I just call it Gaiazzo, yeah. and um, it, it's a free, it's an open source tool, and it's really easy to use. So um, it, it does does come in handy. Yeah. Um, but w- let me let me just get this straight. So you're saying it all started with tater tots? All tater tot casserole, <laughs> not tater tots by themselves. <laughs> okay, so hashtag it all started with a tater tot yeah, casserole. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to your story now, but what's great and what I love about gifs and and I use them everywhere. I mean, you know, I put them in my slides because even as I'm speaking, someone can watch it over and over again and see the steps. And, you know, so if you missed it the first time, like you see it over and over again, of course, we live in this visually driven world now right. and seem to rule the world. Um, you know, I, I almost ask like the first thing in the morning, how many of you have already sent a GIF to someone, you know, and half the audience at least has already GIFed somebody. So um, it's out there. But what I want to hear, though, is how this is helping you support the learning at school. So, so how are these filtering down in and helping teachers and therefore, of course, helping the students in their learning and using G Suite tools? Yeah. So, so I, the, the goal is to indirectly help those students, right? So the, the teachers see it and then they take that back to their classroom. And the nice thing is the teachers see it. And just like you're talking about in your presentations, they see it. And in 20 seconds, they've got it and they're ready to run with it. And my, my favorite thing when I when I get a retweet and somebody says, I love this idea, is to say, please, I'd love to see how you use it. And, and every now and then I get a screenshot back of something a kid made with an idea from one of those gifts. And that's like, uh, that's, you know, you're doing the, the Jonah Hill gif where he's like dancing with it and waving his hands. That's that's the feel you feel when you get yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> yes, I use that favorite one. For one. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's yeah. what I sent to you guys when you invited me to be he on was. the podcast. That's how I felt. Yeah. Jonah Hilling back and forth. <laughs> but, you know, so so some of the recent ones I've done are how to use how to use voice typing, and that's something where they don't need the teacher doesn't need to read me typing the steps, and they don't need to see a video of me a twenty second gif, and they've got it, and that teacher can message me back and say, hey, you know, I helped the students with special needs do some of his best writing because he was able to voice type, or 
Um, I had one recently that was about uh, how to create uh, customizable columns in your Google Docs because the columns feature is kind of limiting uh, by using tables with without without actual borders that show. And you know, a teacher sent me a picture of like a uh, a brochure that a kid made using it, and, and another that was kind of like a magazine layout that a kid made with it. So that's seeing it actually on the ground. But then one of my most popular ones was just how to set your default font in Google Docs. So sometimes it's just a trick and they're like, finally, I can make whatever font. And they all, they all told me what their favorite font was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have this <laughs> list of fonts to check out. But that's the cool stuff is when you see it happen and, and help the yeah, kids. Yeah, definitely. And I know one that I just recently saw too was you did one real simply about the new feature of how to hide slides in a Google Slides presentation. And that's a that's a good one to know about right. too. Now, another one yeah. that I'm pretty sure that I've seen you do actually ties into the lesson that you created for us here on the show and it has to do with smashing together a couple of apps, right? Can you tell us about that lesson? Yeah, so so it actually smashes together a couple different gifts that I've had on there. One one is how to make stop motion slides, which which Matt I've heard you talk about too. It might have been the first place I heard about it. Uh, I also Eric, heard Eric Kurtz talk about it. So who, who knows who was first? But it's it's awesome to do. So I have some gifts about doing that. Then I like to take those stop motion slides after you create them and record them with Screencastify, which is my favorite screencasting tool for kids. Even though I'm a Camtasia user myself. And then taking those Screencastify videos, and this is one of the other GIFs I posted, and then putting them up in Flipgrid. And the beauty of putting in Flipgrid instead of just submitting them in Google Classroom is then every kid can see every other kid's work. And we know that digital bulletin board where you're sharing across the class kind of has some, some big gains there where they're sharing what they're proud of. So so the lesson is not content area specific. It's, it's just how to go from uh, taking an idea putting in Google Slides, making it stop motion, creating it with a narrated video, and then putting that in the Flipgrid so that your peers can see it and the, the kids can share their learning with each other. That's awesome. I love that. I mean, that incorporates so many really important pieces there that they're creating, they're reflecting, they're recording, they're using and sharing their own voice. I think that's a, a a really awesome lesson. And of course, we are going to make that available in the show notes in a pretty little Google Doc format that everybody can uh, can grab from our our show notes at googleteachertribe.com slash 33. So thank you for sharing that, Jake. Um, love your ideas. This, this has been a great episode. And I think it's really important to think of all of the ways that we can support the learning um, in the classroom and especially, you know, with the G Suite lens and how we can help use and students learn those quick little tips and tricks. And I think that you're really making a difference and you, you should you should be proud of, of the reach that you've had and, and you definitely got our attention. Oh, well, thanks, guys. And it, it's great to be able to talk about it with you guys and, and, and have an opportunity to share it with more educators who will share it with more kids. Yeah. So thanks again, Jake, for, for being on the show. And uh, like we mentioned earlier, Jake does have a great blog at jakemiller.net. You can also follow him on Twitter if you'd like at Jake Miller Tech. So Jake, keep putting the great stuff out there and we're all going to keep watching and, and retweeting and, and consuming it. Great. Thank you, guys. Thanks for being on, Jake. Thanks. The Google Teacher Tribe podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators. Podcasts by educators. For more great education podcasts, 
go to edupodcastnetwork.com. All right, it's time for the mailbag, and I want to kick this off with a cool idea that we saw on the GT Tribe hashtag over on Twitter, and this comes from Alexis Snyder, who is a triber from Vietnam, and so she just recently created and finished up this big project for her coattail program, and basically what she had, what she did was she had her fourth graders create these picture books using Google Slides. And I know that's something that Casey and I have both written about on our blog about how easy it is to create ebooks when you put them each page of the ebook onto a different slide and then you publish the whole thing as a as a PDF. And so she had her students do this, but it wasn't just a one and done because what they did was these fourth graders, they created these picture books with second graders as their target audience. Then Alexis found a class in Colombia, like South America, Colombia. And so they they used Padlet to share their books with these kids in Colombia, took the feedback from the kids in Colombia to improve their slides. And so instead of just creating these informational picture books, which were awesome in and of themselves, they added in a global collaboration and feedback component, which I absolutely love. That is an awesome idea. I love that. So not only are they publishing for a worldwide audience, but they're actually collaborating and getting feedback from across the globe. That is super awesome. Right. So uh, yeah, thanks for sharing that, Alexis. I'm actually making a note to, sh- to talk about you later. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So we had another question from Megan Verduzco. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I I apologize if I'm not. She is from Michigan. And she wrote, in the episode, Slides Can Do What? You give an example of hyperlinking a slide deck. How do you do that? Is it different from a link? I noticed it said slide three on the link. Can you tell me how to do that? So what she's talking about is actually linking from a slide to another slide instead of just putting an, an external link. And what's great about that is that when you go to insert the link in slides, which you can go to insert link, or you can use the the keyboard shortcut, which is command K. And if you look below the, the little options there, of course, it will search for your words if you're linking words, but it will also show you um, the slide numbers and you can link to a different slide. If you have the titles in your slides correctly, those titles will also appear there. So you can you can link from slide to slide and make it more interactive. And I think what Megan mentioned, she was working with fifth fifth graders in a choose your own adventure story. And this is perfect for that because that way you can link from slide to slide and they don't have to go in a sequential order, but they can go in in whatever order the activity requires, whether that's choosing their own links. So you could have them make the decision and link each decision to a different slide number in the deck. And um, so there's some great resources out there 
to do that, Megan, but I, I hope this helps answer your question. And we would love to see this project when it's right. complete and see the examples. That's what I'm always begging. Can I see it? Can I see it? We yeah. love to see what the students are creating. So please share that with us. Yeah. I just saw one of your tweets today where you're like, oh, that's so cool. Do you have any examples to share? It's kind of like, <laughs> you know, it's like we're, we're kids at the lunch table going, hey, can I have one of those? Can, can you give me one of those? Right. Right. Well, I love the pictures too. Don't get me wrong. I love to see the pictures of the kids doing right. some of yeah. the things. But then I'm like, Ooh, I want the link. Do you have permission? Can you share me the share with me yeah. the link? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely like a kid in the candy store with that stuff. So Absolutely. love that. And that that helps other uh, teachers as well. So so thank you guys for sharing uh, your questions and your feedback. We are always excited to see what's going on with the tribe. Um, so keep those coming. And you can always leave us feedback at googleteachertribe.com slash feedback. So now, as we start our on the blog section, I have to share with you something pretty cool that I got to do last year that I'm doing again this year. And it's this thing that I call the Ditch That Textbook Digital Summit. And we had literally thousands of people from all around the United States and beyond participating in this last year. And I'm looking forward to it again this year. And here's what it is if you're not familiar with it. It is a free online conference that I put on during the month of December. And what happens is we have about nine presentations all spread out on different days during the second half of December. And each day for those nine days, a new video presentation will be released. And so you'll be able to go and watch that presentation. We've got fantastic topics. I was just telling someone today that I basically make a list uh, for these last last year and then this year, I make a list of all the people that I want to get to present. And then I go ask them and I haven't been told no yet. So I'm getting <laughs> literally my absolute favorite presenters from all over the United States and beyond. And so... um so basically, that's what it is. It's these uh, presentations. And then if you watch them, you can also generate a certificate for professional development credits, like for free. All of it is totally free. We're, we're giving away a couple of brand new Chromebooks as kind of like a giveaway that goes along with this online conference. So if this all sounds great, and if you're looking for some inspiration and ideas going into the new year then you definitely want to check this out. I've got a link in the show notes to a post that I wrote all about it. Or if you just want to jump right over and get your free ticket to this online conference, you can ju just go to ditchsummit.com. So ditchsummit.com will get you your free ticket to this online conference. And Casey was one of the presenters last year. I'm OG. You I'm are. part of the uh, of the original, the 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 first ever uh -huh. Dish That Summit presenters. That's yes. right. So, yeah, yeah. You were like a uh, I love it. presenter, a charter member, right? <laughs> yes, very honored to have been a part of that, and it's a great opportunity. You gotta love free, but to know that it's Matt's dream team, yeah. That's pretty awesome. So y'all go sign up for that. Tell all your friends about it. I just have one quick share here from my blog. And I put together an infographic and a blog post about how to package your digital assignments. And so um, the more I learn about 
using different platforms, whether that's Google Classroom or something else. And when you give assignments online, even when you're face-to-face in the classroom, you can still make use of that space and save yourself time and sanity as a teacher, right? So, uh, you know, the more information you give them in that online assignment, the less questions you have to answer. And, you know, for students who are absent or parents who happen to be, um, you know, looking at guardian emails and things like that, everything is there. So if you want to check that out, there are 10 tips in here for packaging your online assignments. I love this post. And I was I was just telling Casey off air, I was saying, this is one of those things where you can turn the blah assignment into the thing that they remember. And it all has to do with packaging. And I think sometimes we sort of don't think about that as much as, as teachers, but it can really mean the difference between it being a memorable lesson and a forgettable one. So I love, love, love this post. Thank you so much for writing it, Casey. Thanks, Matt. All right, Tribe, I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. It was so much fun getting to talk to Jake and getting to kind of geek out about gifts and about the the different things that he's done related to Google. And if you haven't checked out any of his stuff, you ought to go to the show notes, uh, googleteachtribe.com slash 33. And there's actually a link to a folder full of every single one of his gifts that he has created in a uh, folder in his Google Drive. And there's a bunch of them in there. So if you want to get caught up, there are lots of them to go check out. So so definitely go do that. Yes, thank you, Jake, for, for being on today. And uh, you know, I think everybody's going to go grab a quick tip from that site um, and from the show notes. So um, we hope that you have enjoyed this episode, episode 33, and we will catch you next week. Looking forward to it. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to the Google Teacher Tribe podcast. Keep up with every new episode by subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, and by visiting googleteachertribe.com. Get in on the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag GTTribe. Until next time, keep harnessing the G Suite power, and may the Googles be with you.